This is an IG paid post. The news and editorial staff of the Financial Times had no role in its preparation. Hello and welcome to IG's Decoding the Markets. I'm Victoria Scholar and with me on the pod today is IG's Chief Market Analyst Chris Beecham and Brett Steenbarger, who's a Professor of Psychiatry and Behavioural Science. He's also the author of the Trader Feed blog and he's written numerous acclaimed books, including an academic textbook on the subject of trading psychology. And that's exactly what we're here to talk about today. So, Brett, thank you so much for joining us. If I could start with you, what's your definition of trading psychology? Well, thank you very much, Victoria. Trading psychology is the study of how our psychological factors, our personality, our information processing, affect our decision-making in financial markets. What we find is that psychology is relevant to trading performance, just as it's relevant to performance in other fields, such as athletics. And Chris, what about you? What do you think of when the term trading psychology pops up? I think it, it governs the, the mental approach to trading. And I think when people start out trading, even when they've been trading for quite some time, that much of the, the focus is on the the process of placing a trade, um, closing a trade and, and placing your stops and how, how that works and which indicator to use, which charts to use, which markets to trade. But the, it goes beyond this. It's the mental approach, um, how you master those emotions that you inevitably feel when you start to trade. And th- that's a very hard thing to master, essentially, but it's something that takes practice and it does pay dividends in the longer run. So, Brett, keeping a cool head seems pretty fundamental to becoming the best trader you can be. I guess that's relatively obvious. So why is it that so many traders struggle with this? And more broadly, why is it that the human response can sometimes make the situation worse? Well, what we find uh, from the research literature is that traders are prone to making errors in their decision making under conditions of uncertainty and under conditions of emotional arousal. So they're prone to over trading, they're prone to holding on to losing trades, getting rid of winning trades too quickly, and this affects their ultimate returns. What we also find is that other psychological factors are responsible for superior performance, uh, such as uh, creativity, the ability to generate unique investment ideas. What are some of the most important best practices or fundamental elements of psychology that traders should stick to in order to ultimately maximize their returns, Brett? Best practices are important in trading and investment, just as they're important in medicine. In other words, identifying your strengths, what you do well as an investor, and turning those into repeatable processes is something we see among successful investment professionals. In successful trading, those best practices are grounded in decision-making based on research, based on what we see objectively in markets with a, a background of success from our past decisions. So again, we learn what we do well and ground our decisions in that. 
I think that's exactly right. I think if you can sometimes when you are training, if you think back to your successful trades and learn from them as much as learn from your losers, that's why we say to keep a trading diary. You see what went well and what didn't go well. And then you can use this as a process to enhance those good parts of your character. I think when you're trading, emotion takes over very, very quickly, both when you're having winning trades and when you have a run of losers as well. And that leads to so many potential pitfalls i think brett identified over trading is a major one and that's a problem that afflicts professional fund managers as well as uh, ordinary traders that you once you have say a losing trade you have an urge to make it back with another trade or um, to keep trading markets all the time and i think it's important to know that you don't have to be constantly trading if your plan or if your approach doesn't call for it or doesn't seem to fit the current market conditions and market conditions change all the time if you don't have an obvious trade then it's perfectly acceptable to stand out and not do any trading. Now, that's quite hard. I think sometimes the urge is to do something, to always be involved. But not being in a trade is just as much part of your strategy and your mental approach as being in that trade. And it's learning to master that is, a, is another skill. Chris, you mentioned keeping a trading diary. Um, I wanted to actually talk about goals. Brett, how important is it to measure progress and put targets in place? It's a great question. And what we find is that successful traders and investors spend as much time studying themselves as they do studying markets. In other words, they look at what is working in their decision-making, what is not working, and based on what they are doing well, they set positive goals, what they want to repeat going forward, and they look at what they have done incorrectly so that they can make corrective efforts in the future. That's called deliberate practice, and we find that an important best practice among successful traders. So for new traders starting out on Wall Street, for example, do you think there's enough emphasis being placed on learning the psychology of trading, Chris? I don't think there is. No, I think it's it's a subject that's become more and more important and more and more popular and more and more prevalent over the last few years is that awareness that the process that you undertake um, to prepare yourself for trading is just as important as as the process that you you undertake for your stock placements for entering and closing trades and it's it's something that it has because it's gained in importance i think it's people are aware of it now and it is slowly becoming more recognized as a vital part of any uh, trader's armory in a sense when you're trading markets you obviously don't know what's going to happen next and the more you can focus on your investment process or your trading process um, and not worry less about the outcome but accept that the outcome is not something you can control um, then you'll find uh, your trading becomes I think more successful and your mental approach becomes more disciplined. Brett I know you've worked with a lot of top traders and fund managers so presumably they were pretty good at trading already right? Well everyone starts out as a beginner right and so uh, they have learned to master themselves and they have learned about financial markets but what I will say is that the psychological issues that I deal with with successful experienced investors are different than the psychological issues that I deal with in encountering beginners. And I think that's true probably in sports, in chess, in other performance fields as well. I think with trading, there's a sort of sense of it's a linear progression from beginner to expert. And I think what markets will teach you again and again, because human nature being what it is, it's easy to make mistakes, is that you ha- you learn in sort of fits and starts and frequently you have to go back to first principles. And the market's a very good teacher. It doesn't um, give you any leeway. If you make a mistake, you will um, 
see that mistake corrected very swiftly if you like so it, it is a good way of learning and people should understand that you won't just sort of start out and in a set period of time you will suddenly become a master it's, it's, a, it's a long process and can frankly be a frustrating one it, it takes time to master the discipline of training psychology so I think there's probably a few cynics out there who think you know if I do my research pick the right stocks attempt to buy and sell it around about the right time pay fairly little attention to the psychological side I'll do just fine would this be a serious trading mistake in your view Brett I think it is a mistake I think that's an example of overconfidence bias right there but what we find with successful investment professionals and traders is that the great majority of them learn their craft through mentoring it is very 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 rare to find someone entirely self-taught who is a master of financial markets. Often they learn the psychological aspects of decision-making as well as the mechanics of markets through another successful professional who serves as a mentor. I think that's exactly right. I think there there are more and more books out there on the subject. There are more and more um, websites covering this as an approach and it is a way you can learn uh, from others and in many ways from others mistakes it's, you can learn from your own mistakes but others as well there are enough famous traders who've who've covered the subject over the last century or more to, to talk about that it is a good way of learning you can see where they went wrong and indeed where they went right and to some degree apply those methods to your own trading experience and just finally i wanted to ask you brett what do you think every trader should take away from this podcast about trading psychology if nothing else The importance of studying oneself and one's decision-making, keeping track of decisions, keeping track of what you do well, keeping track of mistakes you make, setting goals, making corrective efforts, uh, extremely important. And self-awareness, recognizing that we're all prone to overconfidence, underconfidence, and that these things can affect our decisions. And if we're aware of them, we're more likely to be able to stand apart from them and not let them uh, ruin our returns. I think that's exactly the point here. I think it's it's learning to master these emotions and understand that this is the kind of thing that takes time to master it. It doesn't happen overnight and it will take uh, a while and you will learn through experience, but that experience ultimately uh, should prove fruitful. All right, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much to my guests, Chris Beecham and Brett Steenbarger. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of IG's Decoding the Market about trading psychology. I'm Victoria Scholar and make sure to listen in again next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.